Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. My name is Corey Andrew Dickinson, and this is my show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, like, I had a system worked out to explain what the show was, that it's a meta show about my other podcast, and then I've invited Adam Wasserman. Hi. And Alexi Peppers. Hello. To give me feedback on that show, and maybe actually just talk about other things, like Godzilla. And I totally blew it this time. So let's try the title. Do we have the title? Yes. Three, two, one. Episode, episode 35. 35. com. Episode 35 of Kamen Rider Ghost. Nothing can stop Infinite Taco. Not even the Brothers Grimm. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing the show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. I did not ask Jerry to update the theme song. <laughs> damn it, Corey. God damn it. <laughs> you had the opportunity. You had one job. I had one chance, one opportunity. If you had one chance. <laughs> oh. You could change your life. No, I could seize, <laughs> seize every moment and own it. Mom's spaghetti. So, hope, yeah, hope there goes was, gravity. XOXO was great and fun, and I did see Jerry there. We we met on like the first day. It got to like uh, use Slack to point each other out in a large stadium. We'd be like, "I'm in the yeah. middle. I'm up the stairs," and then we get a high five. And then I stole his Choosatron to show to Ian, and that was it. I did Ships not. in the night. Yeah. Well, the important thing is that you had a good time. Yeah, very much no, so. No, the important thing is that you <laughs> forgot to get Jerry to record it yourself. Oh, that's the Once notable again, thing. I have strangely become the good cop. You know, it's it's a. I was really impressed by the way that you speed ran the opening to this episode. It was the most honest and efficient opening this show's ever had, and I was thinking, man. Corey has her shit together. But then you follow it up with not getting a new theme song. When it was in your grasp. You know, I've been learning that you can you can monetize authenticity. And this is really the most authentic show. Can we? I've been told. I mean I've been told that's what people want. I mean, I've been I've been on some job interviews and it does not appear to be the case. I have not been able to monetize my authenticity. Are they like, so, why do you want to work here? And you're like, I just want money. No. I mean... Because that's what I do. Really? Ouch. It does not work. I I was on, I went on two group interviews last week. Wow. They Let what? me tell you. Group cool. interviews. Yeah. They called them auditions. They were, they were interesting. They weren't actually bad, but... In one of them, they literally asked what animal I would be if I was an animal, and I did not have a good answer, so I, I chose not to answer. No, it's it's Golden Retriever. I can't. I, I don't think I could pull that off. I was, All I, straight face. 
yeah, shark just eyes. To- just look at them like <sighs> golden retriever. Yeah. I wanted to say hedgehog because I'm like kind of spiky, but then I'm cute once you get to know me. See, there you go. You had an answer. And you're very fragile and could die at any moment. <laughs> I know, but I didn't think that would like go over well in a job that had a lot of like um, customer contact involved. So, yeah. Hmm. My dad had an interview once where they asked him how many uh, gas stations there were in the city of Calgary. Jesus. And he, he waited about two seconds and then said, 389. And just stared them dead in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. He got that was, job. Yeah, was the job gas station related? No. No. Well, it was it was for an oil and gas related company, but the gas station question was... It was meant to be a show that you could kind of reason through estimation and things like that. But Oh. Um, he he shocked them with his absolute certainty and made them wonder if, in fact, he did know exactly how many gas stations there were. So confidence. Confidence is key. Your family sounds so cool. <laughs> so cool and confident. Yeah. Like, your your mom's a cool anime mom. Your dad, like, can just lie straight-faced and, and your brother's into Godzilla. It sounds, sounds like a good group. It is a good group. Do you have any group. other siblings that we don't know about are our vacancies for siblings <laughs> i yeah. think i could fit a couple more siblings in because i do only have the one unless there is a secret other child <laughs> who's some <laughs> you know you can't rule like these an things out attic or basement sibling oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i mean in the woods you never know there could be one lost out there somewhere yeah, I feel like the woods is a deal breaker for me in terms of like applying to be a sibling. But if I just wandered out of the woods looking bedraggled, it was like, <laughs> I'm the long lost Pepper's child. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised by ocelots. <laughs> the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if there's a prophecy, you should have led with that, because like that's just oh. leaving an opening. That's a door open for me. <laughs> it just makes your family cooler if they have a prophecy. I think that you can get away with being uh not a woods child if you can be a tech child. Like the best is to be both. But Who's uh, to say I'm not a woods child? I spent my youth stapling ten caterpillars to trees. Like <sighs> Holy shit, that's not cool. <laughs> Why'd you do that to a nice caterpillar? Uh, they're tent caterpillars, and they're nasty. I think you talked yourself out of it, Corey. You revealed too much. Too much authenticity. Yeah, we love animals in the Peppers clan. We talk about Even tent caterpillars, them, but we do not talk about stapling caterpillars to trees. Yeah, the roads would get so slick with their bodies. Oh, oh I know, they, they kill would people. cause car accidents. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's like millions people. of them. But it's a living thing. I, I beg, I beg you to to change the subject. I would not do it now. I am a grown person now, but as a child in the forest, I had no such compunctions about s- slaughtering hundreds and hundreds of caterpillars. Why yeah, did you, you have that many staples? Because we had like tools and things, <laughs> like in a shed. Did you, did your parents not like wonder where where all the staples were going? They did wonder how all the staples got on the house. Oh. 
Oh, because, yeah, the staples would remain well after the caterpillars were gone. Of course. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Were, were there cool birds that learned that there was just this nice, like, buffet of stapled caterpillars on the house? Seemed no. like a bird attractor. Yeah. Yeah. No, if if there had been birds, maybe they would have gone for the mosquitoes first or the, the moths, the many, many moths. I caught a moth once when I was a kid and I named it Mothra and then I let it go because it was creeping me out. I love moths. It was just looking at me with its moth eyes. Oof. So at the same location as the uh, caterpillar invasion, we were repainting uh, covered doors and whatnot and took them out into like the covered car park, but... The moths were drawn to the lights at night, and Ooh. many of them attached themselves to our freshly painted cupboards, uh -oh. and we had to peel dead moths <laughs> off the dry paint, which was an experience. But they left oh. behind interesting patterns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just an imprint of a moth. Oof. Nice and decorative. That is cool, because then you have this nice moth pattern door and every time someone says oh how did you do that you get to tell them about the time that you pried a bunch of dead moths off the cupboard yeah horrible artisanal moth patterning it's one yeah. of those conversation pieces or conversation starters or whatever is there like an anti-humane art movement that i that i should know about a profane art movement. i feel like maybe you created it oh i, I already know there's a profane art movement yeah. like with the piss christ and whatnot <laughs> there's there's actually an experimental film from i think like around the 60s or 70s uh by a director named stan brackage uh called Mothlight, and basically like he went off to a cabin in the woods and he didn't like he couldn't film anything for whatever reason but he had like the film tape or something that you could use to tape stuff on so he just and there were a lot of dead moths so he just like st stuck them to the the thing and made like a stop-motion animation film of moths I learned that in film studies. Is it good? Um, I think I saw it and it was like a bunch of moths squirming around. It's not like it's experimental film. It was probably made meant to make you consider like what cinema really is or something like that. A lot of experimental films like that. Yeah, I was just thinking about experimental films that I've seen. I haven't really seen many with bugs in them for some reason. But I have seen a lot of like found footage or yeah industrial work. If it was like a taxidermy moth movie, I would be very into that. Or you like putting a, a camera on like a propeller blade and like running the propeller blade for a while and then turning it off and you see that it from the perspective of the camera. It's not conventionally entertaining. Yeah, I would call exper experimental films uh, not entertaining. They're, yeah, difficult. They're not for people. They're <laughs> not entirely for people. Not for normies, anyway. Glad there's some categories where I'm a normie. This episode features the Brothers Grimm, <laughs> which I guess means that the Brothers Grimm are fighting, which I recall us being in the dreamland with the wrist bracelets. So That's right. those brothers are still fighting. I think there's like a five, like five seconds of that in this episode. Oh, but yes. we get wedding cake. Wedding cake yeah. is back. Yeah, cool, like coral jellyfish person who, yeah, does end up being water themed and can do a goopy, splooshy tentacle thing. Y yay! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, tell tell us about this episode, Alexi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's mostly not a lot to tell. It was a pretty bleh episode, but Onari does get drawn up like a tanuki mm-hmm, on his mm-hmm. face. Mm. Uh, the biggest crime is that they deprive me of Onari's temptation dream because he does put on the bracelet and go into dreamland and we don't get to see what tempts him. You got to Aww. see Rapunzel Onari, though. Okay, yeah, there was Rapunzel Onari and that was pretty amazing. Especially the note that his hair looked like that once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the way he commits. Priceless. He does. He's He's flipping it around. I did find it funny that this is Rapunzel, but his hair was about the length that my hair tends to be. That's hardly crazy. But then I can very much sympathize. He, he what does he shout at one point? Hair is such a burden. <laughs> I appreciate Onari. that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but obviously the biggest thing about this episode was the literal gnomes. Mm, right. The literal actual gnomes, finally. Literal actual gnomes. It all comes together. Um, and science is fun. That's a cool message. Everyone loves science. The day is saved by love of how fun science is and how teaching science is extra fun. They do these like tender bonding moments between the brothers while they are dressed up as Cinderella and the Frog Prince. There's a shitty MS Paint candy house that's in a scene briefly for no reason. So that's fairy fun. tales. Fairy tales. If I remember correctly, I think the ferns that they use are are repurposed from old Gaim sets um, when they had like the weird forest with the weird ferns in them. Right. Oh. I'm like 90% sure. I think they were like weird purpley ferns. Yeah, there was weird little yeah. plant life. They do this whole thing. And, you know, I do like when they do something interesting. So the characters get turned into fairy tale versions and then they have these like title cards that pop up with a still picture of them and some text, which is where like Onari gets one that pops up and then it says his hair looked like this once. And Akari who is Snow White with an apple head, it says KMS, completely majorly cute Snow White. <laughs> I can only assume that in Japanese the K was kawaii. Yeah. Right. You sent like a KMS thing to us on Twitter. Right. Corey. I did. A friend was at like a hardware store and there were buckets of things labeled KMS and I don't know what it was or why. I think the store was called KMS. The store might be called KMS. Or or it stood for something because I think he said in in a later tweet. I didn't see. Yeah. It was weird that that had just happened and then this episode had a KMS joke. Because I know that you don't actually rewatch the episodes, Corey. So I was like, this has to have been coincidence. It couldn't be because you knew I was going to watch this episode the day after. No, certainly not. Well, it was because no. we have seen things with Killer Mad Scientist. And we have, yes. We are in our later stage stuff. So KMS should be recognizable to any Common Rider ghost viewer at this stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Hey, I knew what it was. It was just weird to have it come up again. Um, there's some cool hurdy-gurdy music when they're <laughs> That in, is like... always good. Yes. Oh, man. Um, someone, I think it was the creator of Adom? One of your roguelike people. A roguelike person who's really cool, his name's Eric, I don't remember what he made, uh, tweeted a poll 
where you had to choose your favorite sympathetically stringed instrument, which the choices were Hurdy Gurdy, Nicola Harpa, and Heidinger Fiddle. Oh. What a choice. So three amazing instruments. But I love a drone string, too, so. I know. I did pick Hurdy Gurdy, because Hurdy Gurdy is one of my favorite instruments of all. But I would love to learn Nicola Harpa or... Uh, any of them any of them yeah Yeah. it's like leave me in a room alone with one of those Uh uh-huh i'll just poke at it and kind of sit somewhere else (laughs) but yeah i would love to we get to see condor phone bow i feel like it's been forever it's been so long that i wondered if it was an alteration of the original but Hmm. i couldn't tell because it's been so long condor phone doesn't even get to show up anymore tiny table friends have had no role in the show for ages and yeah, Captain they're Ghost effectively dormant. Yep. I don't yeah. I don't know if we get to see Captain Ghost again. Uh maybe like in like the movie at least. Yeah. Probably. Remember at the beginning of the show when I said don't get used to Captain Ghost? This is what I was talking <laughs> about. Do you think that it was a budget thing or a tone thing? Oh, no, it's totally I think a budget thing cuz Captain Ghost is a lot of CGI. Um but they do so much other CGI all the time. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's s- smaller in like, scope. drop a rock snack, have yeah. Captain Ghost. We haven't seen a rock snack in a while either. Captain Ghost doesn't functionally do anything, so I don't know why Captain Ghost existed in the first place. <laughs> but to, to sell Captain Ghost since toys. Since they introduced Captain Ghost, they should use Captain Ghost. Like, <laughs> conservation of characters. Seriously. Yeah. And he looked and moved like a Lego dinosaur, so it's not like the animation seemed that complex. I, I tend to find that the first like five to ten episodes of any common writer show will have like some big ex- expensive effects that they stop using after a while. They get them out there and then they just sort of slowly dwindle away and then maybe they come back for like the last couple episodes. They sure get pyrotechnics at a discount bulk rate though. Oh yeah. It's exploding constantly all of the time. I love explosions, and I never thought I'd get sick of it, but yeah. Everything yeah, I think a lot of them time. are like gasoline explosions. Like, they're not yeah. high capacity. They're, they're flashy, but that's not how functional explosions need to work for industry. Yeah. Sentai has a lot of colored smoke explosions, like a little more than Kamen Rider, because like you tend to have like scenes where all the Sentai characters are in a row, and then behind them there's their, their color of smoke exploding, that's oh. which is pretty rad. They should have that for Common Rider. I keep watching fights in Smash Ultimate and getting distracted by how beautiful their particle effect, like smoke clouds and stuff are. <laughs> it's so good and so smooth that I cannot pay attention to the fighting. All the VFXs. That's going to be delicious. a real detriment to you at Evo. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have some troubles. It is. I'm not sure I'll make it to final bracket. I, I hear Genius Gamer M is going to be there, so... Tensai Gamer. That's a little X-Aid joke. Yeah, I was going to say, X-Aid doesn't skimp on the, the CG. Yeah, like, I expected them to stop doing the, like, the, the game effect sound stuff that they were doing, and they just kept doing it, so... I don't know, maybe they had a better budget, or maybe... Well, what they did stop doing is they stopped doing the really big viruses after, like, six episodes. That's their thing, that they stopped doing. Anyway, there's also a whole army of the horrible clone boys. I hate right. them. I hate them too. Though it did remind me, so we have this family friend, Duck, and Duck is involved in like theater production and things like that. 
and Duck got to be an extra in Passchendaele because that was filmed mm. uh, around Calgary. And he got to be a tank, or not tank, a cannon person, like manning it and, and firing the cannon. And it's cool because what he got to do is that they he did it and they recorded it and then they CGI'd a bunch of copies of him to make a whole like row <laughs> of cannons. Oh no. <laughs> Weird. And they All did a bit of film magic. Exactly. Oh my God. How has no one ever made that joke before when we've told this story a hundred times? Good job, Corey. I need to phone Duck. <laughs> Stop the presses. Stop the presses. Corey made an excellent Duck joke. Oh, I got lots of Duck jokes. Man. Oh, if only I was in your cool family, then I would know Duck. <laughs> yeah, Duck's great. There's... A character on the current Adventure Zone storyline called Duck as well. Yeah, so I keep picturing that. I just I, picture an actual literal duck. That works too. Doesn't There's, work for Passchendaele, but it could. <laughs> it kind of does. I can see it. We would go camping every year, and we would be like in the dark at our campsite, and we would just hear this quacking from a car driving around, and we'd know that was Duck trying to find our camping spot. <laughs> Anyway, it's like that. It's like a duck in Passchendaele, but with spooky clone boys. It's not as good. I was hoping that this was maybe the show deciding that the clone boys were awful and that they'd all shown up so that Taco could just do a big slice through all of them and we'd be done with this stupid subplot. Yeah, no, they're immortal. Nope. And undefeatable. So he cut through some of their, like, slabs. It seems like when the slab is broke, they're kind of sort of dead, except not really because Pimple Butt came back, but then it was like a blue gunma and water. Yeah, they get better. I don't know. Boo. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that they go all the way all the way with this one. Well, we have, what, like 15 more episodes left? And yeah, what, how about that? Uh, just, I don't know how many clone boys there are. It's enough that it might as well be infinite. <laughs> It's More than three is like too many. Yeah, it's like if there is, I think five is is the upper limit. That if there were five of them, I could look at it and be like, okay, there's five of these to get through. If there were five, you could give them like strong characteristics and maybe mm. names and stuff yeah. like that. It could be like a little Sentai team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In my rewrite of Ghost, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> when you when you do your your Ghost reboot in like twenty years. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I want in on that. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. Nitpicks or anything from Adam? I have I have common rider related follow up. Do tell. First three episodes of Common Rider Zio have aired and I have watched them and they are pretty good. I've seen two of them and then okay. I realized that I should watch more of the Heisei so that yeah, it'll anything it makes sense. Yeah, once once you get like past like episode six, it's gonna start being because it looks like they're doing them in reverse chronicle order, chronological order. So, um, what I like the most about it so far is that the monsters of the week are all um, like based on different riders. So you get to see like a monster version of like X Aid, monster version of Build, and presumably every other rider as well. So that's that's pretty cool. I like that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I like the premise for the main character. Yeah. Yeah, I it's it's really it's real early, so it's sort of hard to tell how it gels. But it's I mean, so far it seems it seems good. 
it does feel a bit crowded. Yeah. Like they have the, to they have to rush like to get plot out. The third episode was a lot slower paced. Actually, I was trying to watch it and I kind of got bored and I shut it off and I finished it later. So I think it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be better than Ghost. <laughs> it's not saying a lot. Look forward to seeing all my Heisei boys again. I haven't watched a Heisei that is worse than Ghost. Well, the, the, I, I was going to say that's because there aren't any, but that's not true. There's there's um, Blade and like the last third of Hibiki. Hmm, that's that's kind of what I've heard, but yeah, I yeah. haven't seen them yet. So, and maybe <sighs> like Wizards probably about on par. Did did you tell Alexia about our other podcast, or is it a secret? I didn't tell Alexia about our other podcast. <laughs> I'm like, should we just wait and like publish it, and she'll be like, "What the hell, guys?" I said we would get three in the can before before I make my move on anything. Although I have talked That's probably to, a good idea. Talk to Featherweight a little about uh, an album art for the podcast hmm. what have you done <laughs> <laughs> you know stuff <laughs> nothing what is don't worry about, about it not another podcast fine what? we're not no, doing three podcasts this week no. certainly certainly not oh, who would do that who would themselves? be that crazy oh Oof. Alexi's gonna have to wait because my NDA is very serious. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't sign anything. But all right. Mine. Mine is. Oh. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> you, you made yourself sign one. <laughs> well, now you have something to look forward to. Uh-huh. I Everyone guess. has something to look forward to. I I don't know if I would describe this emotion as looking forward to. It's more a kind of nervous dread. Now you know how Kate and Hodor felt. <laughs> I'm just waiting for them to to um, be confused by us some more on Coast Watch, but I guess at this point we probably still were recording episodes and then losing the recordings. <laughs> it's possible. It took what? Four I tries? don't know. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I guess the fourth try was the one that stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't always that I lost it. It was partly unusable. I mean, one was one was my fault. So there we go. One was Adam's fault. I'll, I'll cop to that. Of the four lost episodes so far. Yeah. Well, one was Zencaster's fault. Uh, I'm going to put that one on Alexi. Like, <laughs> just to even things out a little. Oh, okay. I'll take it. There we go. It's only <laughs> fair. We're a team. Uh, you're taking Thank you all for listening. This has been Ghostwatch 2017. Stay ghosty. Keep watching Go ghosts. Team. Watch those ghosts. Keep your eyes on the yep. prize. Don't take your eyes off the ghost. That's how it gets you. Dark. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter right. at Absalar. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Cold Sarcasmium. <laughs> Did you just remember who I was? <laughs> no, I just remembered oh, that we do this. that's who I'm podcasting with. I'm Alexi Peppers, which is not a fake name, and you can find me on Twitter at AM Peppers or at the Edmonton Comic and Entertainment Expo this weekend, which by the time this airs will have been long gone. You can find me at San Francisco's Roguelike Celebration, but I bet that's over too. So just, you know. There's nothing that proves you're an actual person, Alexi. But if they were following you on Twitter, 
that oh, I would have no. known about this because you do post about your appearances. I do. Oh, <gasps> follow me on Twitter for all of <laughs> the sightings. <laughs> you should you should offer a special prize if somebody brings you takoyaki at one of your your many appearances. Oh my god. Oh no. I would offer such a prize. I don't know what, because I don't want it to be as open-ended as, like, you can ask something from me in general, because that could be Oh, don't bad. do that. That's no. a bad one. That's not it. <laughs> but, like, we'll, we'd have to work something out. God, if you just mention <laughs> when you meet me that you know me from uh, Ghostwatch 2016 and you're someone other than Adam, Corey, Kate, or Honor, <laughs> or Jerry... If you're one of not those people and you meet me in person and say you know me from Ghostwatch 2016, then you'll certainly make my day. And maybe I'll get you takoyaki. Mm. Ooh. Wait, I it, can't get that. I noticed that I was exempt from that list. Hey, so is takoyaki supposed to be like mushy, like mashed potatoes? No. Okay, because the takoyaki that my my mom and uh, dad and uh, wife had that I posted a picture of. They said it was mushy, and I was like, I don't know if it's supposed to be or not because I can't eat it. Yeah, no, it's... So um, I thought I'd ask. It's, like, creamy. Kind of like a pancake around uh, okay. uh, a rubber bit. Okay. Well, I always sort I of know. pictured as being, like, a like a Timbit with a rubbery bit, like, texture-wise. I would describe the inside as, as more, like, creamy. Like, it's like a croquette. Like, it's got a creamy kind of... It's not cooked through... Mm. Yeah, but they're it's a little not... raw in the middle. Okay, it's not yeah. like potato. Okay. No, it's not grainy like potato or starchy feeling like potato. No, but it's not as dense as a donut. No, because it's okay. not entirely cooked. All right, and then it's covered in sauce, so the sauce blends really well with the mush in the middle. Hmm. Yes, and then there's some chewy uh, taco in there. All right. Well, maybe it was the correct texture. I I have no idea. Words oh, fail to describe right, bye. Kakiyaki. <laughs> bye.